Welcome to the Coastal Community Church Midweek Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Shayla McCormick, and I will be your host. My husband, TJ, and I are the lead pastors of Coastal Community Church, a place where everyone's welcome because nobody's perfect and anything is possible. In this podcast, our goal is to bring the weekend message to life and to share stories that help you along in your faith journey. Let's get started. Guys, welcome back to the Coastal Midweek Podcast. We are so glad that you are here. And this past weekend, um, Pastor TJ mixed it up a little bit, and we weren't in the series, and he had something that was on his heart this past weekend. I think it was a message that hit home for a lot of people. And TJ, I just wanted to kind of ask this question. You know, I know the beginning of the year, we started off with 21 days of prayer and fasting. And, you know, I think a lot of people got a lot of clarity out of that for the year. And it like, you know, you always kind of start off strong. It's just kind of like those new year's resolutions. And I know just from talking to you, you know, leading up to the message, you said, you know, you really felt like God was challenging you in this because people can, can lose sight of the things that, you know, God had spoken to them at the beginning of the year, become weary in some of those things. So I love that you challenge people to keep going, Yeah, you know, to, to not give up. And, you know, are you somewhat, I, I'm not sure how to, how to word this question, but maybe have you, do you see that in your own life or do you see that in the people around you? Like, what do you think the reason was that this was kind of stirring inside of you? I think that a lot of it is, is like, I'm constantly reminding myself, my word for the year is thankful slash grateful. And, and so I'm trying to constantly look at my life and go, where, where am I finding that thankfulness, that gratefulness Mm -hmm. in in what I'm doing? And and what I was noticing is is that a lot of people were losing sight of things just in conversations that I was having with people. They, they had lost sight, they had lost focus. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, man, how do, how do we, how do we reset? How do we readjust? How do we refocus? And, And and I love the story of Nehemiah. It's one of my mm-hmm. favorite. You know, I I've a I I have a, a tattoo on my arm that that kind of comes from some thoughts from Nehemiah and mm-hmm. and you know you use the statement the clear the vision the fewer the options yeah. the easier the decision. I, I've I've used that since I heard it from Andy yeah. Stanley. You know, twenty years yeah. ago. And I was like, man, that is just something. And it, and it really, it came out of the story of Nehemiah. Mm-hmm. Like the clearer the vision you have, the yeah. fewer the options there are going to be, the easier it is for mm-hmm. you to make a decision. Mm-hmm. And and I think that people have just lost clarity yeah. throughout the year. You know, life happens, uh, temptation happens, mm-hmm. obstacles happen, mm-hmm. opposition comes, and yep. it's really easy to get off track, and they talk about this all the time in the airline industry. Man, if you're off one degree, oh, yeah. just over time, one degree, you, you'll totally end up thousands course. and thousands of miles away from your original destination. Yeah. So it's it, it you got to course correct periodically mm-hmm. to get back on track. And I just felt like this weekend was an opportunity for us to course correct yeah. and to encourage some people to get back on track. And maybe some people had given up on what they believed God had spoken and mm-hmm. it was time for them to go, no, 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 no. If God's if God said it, he's yeah. going to do it. But that also requires something from me. That requires some faithfulness for me. That's going to require some work from me. Mm-hmm. That's going to require some diligence for me. And, and I've got to keep at it until it happens. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the ways, you know, practically 
how, how can you stay focused on, on those things throughout the year? Because I know like, it's one thing to get that, that word or that vision or that calling or whatever. And, you know, what are some ways that you can keep that in front of you so that you don't lose sight of it? Well, I, I think one of the the great ways is, is something that you've done on your phone, you on your opening screenshot. Yeah. Yeah. What does your screenshot Mine say? says faithful, faithfully and continually. And why is that? It's because, so my word for the year is, is diligence basically, but you know, it came out of a verse in Daniel where it says, you know, I, I preached on it a while back, this consistency type thing of like Daniel was served God faithfully and continually. So for me, it's just a reminder of like, be diligent in the things that yeah. you know God's called me to. And so my point is, is how many times do you open up your phone today? Yeah, a lot. It's it's a continual reminder yeah. of what God has said. You know, for me, uh, it, it's in my notes section. I turn to it every couple of days, and I ask myself, how am I being grateful? How am I? How am I? How am I experiencing what God is telling mm-hmm. me to look for? So visual reminders. Visual reminders yeah. are a huge thing. Um, for me, that's a big thing. It's also you know, I've told some people that are mm-hmm. close to me yep. so they know what my word is. So when I start complaining or when <laughs> I start seeing negative, because yeah. I have a tendency to do that, I yeah. I can be that way, you know. Or to just pass something by. I know that's something for you is you're so driven yeah. that a lot of times you can move by a win or something amazing that God's doing, moving on to the next thing without being thankful or celebrating what God did in that yeah. moment. Yeah. And, and so I, I've been looking for people that can that can kind of hold me accountable in that. Mm-hmm. I, I have some reminders on my phone, and and for me, it's just something that I'm daily going. Okay, how am how am I achieving this today? Mm-hmm. How am I looking for a for my life because of my word? How am I looking for a win instead of just jumping to the next thing? Yeah, uh, because it's so easy for me personally, like you said, mm-hmm. to just to just next, next, mm-hmm. next, next, mm-hmm. next, and never stop and celebrate, never be thankful, never be grateful for what God did or has done. Yeah. Well, and here, here's something that I've realized in, in actually probably a lot of conversations that I've had recently kind of around this topic of things that God has spoke to people many, you know, a long time ago. It's kind of that the concept of what you talked about, what was once a miracle has now become mundane. mundane. In, in our life. And I think sometimes we think that if we're following our calling or if we're following that gifting that God has given us, or if we're, we got the word for the year, then it's going to be, it should be easy. You know, we should just kind of fall into things and everything should just be natural. Um, <laughs> can I, has can I that just, been your experience? Can I just say, you know, um, like, you know, we were called to move here and make it hard for people to go to hell by making it easy yeah. for them to go to church so they can experience, know, and follow follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we've known that, we've known that for years, and and we've experienced a lot of people having that experience, mm-hmm. you know, uh, experiencing knowing and following yeah. Jesus. But for the ten percent that has been that, which is amazing when you experience it, mm-hmm. the other ninety percent has been a whole lot of suck. <laughs> and I know you hate that word, but yeah. it's it's just it's 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 been a it's grind. Different. It's mm-hmm. been difficult. It's been hard. It's been emotional. It, it it's it's been a lot of things that I don't like doing to get me to the thing that God called me to do. Mm-hmm. And all the things that I don't like doing lead me to 
the thing that God has called me to do. And so a lot of people think, well, because God's called me to it, it should be easy. It should be convenient. Everything should feel good. It Everything should feel should, fulfilling. It should great. feel so great. No, no, no. No. I would say 98% of what I do, I hate. Mm-hmm. And, and hate is a strong word, but I dislike it. It's not what I enjoy. It's it not what I would choose. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fill me up. It's the 2% that fills me up that keeps me doing the 98. Right. Yeah. Um, and in most people think that, well, no, it should be 98% amazing and awesome and great and so much fun and so fulf- No, no, no. That's not that's not the reality of life. Mm-hmm. Um, I work that hard so that I can experience the 2% that is so fulfilling, that is so overwhelming, that does make me feel so grateful that I want to go back and do the 98. Yeah. Um, and, and that's... I mean, the reality is if you were to go and read the story of Nehemiah, you would see he was building a wall and in one hand he was putting on bricks and the other hand he had a sword in his hand. Why? Because it was a continual fight. Mm-hmm. You know, fulfilling the call of God, and we we didn't even go into this part of the story, mm-hmm. but fulfilling the call of God is going to be a continual fight in your life. You are going to have to battle for the victory. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is we don't like battling. But here's mm-hmm. here's what I've learned. And and a good friend of mine named Charles Young said this years ago. He says- I used this in my message. Oh, did you? The more you sweat in peacetime- I see peacetime, you don't listen to my messages. I didn't. I was out of town. <laughs> the more you sweat in peacetime, the less you'll bleed in wartime. Yeah. And so like, if you'll do the work when it's not a battle, if you'll grind when it's not the battle, then when the battle comes, you'll be ready for it. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to overcome it. You'll be able to, to, to move through it a little bit easier than those that aren't preparing in that yeah. way. You know, I think there, there, there's also some things in, in Nehemiah, you know, you talked about opposition, mm-hmm. you know, and distraction and, Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem, you know, trying to to call Nehemiah down. Yep. And I was actually talking to somebody this weekend and it just spurred this, this thought on in me. And I think it almost goes with this idea of, you know, sometimes in order to pursue and to move forward in the things that God has told us, like we do have to have that accountability, accountability, people that are calling us up and forward and whatever. And I I think what I've realized in life and even in, in looking in Nehemiah, the distractions weren't coming from the people that were further up on the ladder. They were coming from the people that were on the ground, not doing the work. Yeah. And so I think so many times we're listening to the people that don't have any skin in the game or that are trying to bring distraction in our life instead of focusing on maybe people that are further along or ahead in their journey up that ladder to continue to build. And that's because they're going to actually challenge us Mm -hmm. to move forward and go, no, you got this. You can do this. Keep moving forward. Stay focused, you know, whatever, just follow me. And instead, you know, instead, I think a lot of people are looking down. Yeah. (laughs) You know, well, and and it's so easy in today's society because, you know, just just from my perspective, I can preach a great message and have 100 people walk out or 100 people walk out. Ninety nine tell me it's amazing. Then I have one person that's a critic. What do I focus on? Yeah. I focus on the critic. And I think I think that's where we've got to learn to like haters are going to just hate, 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 hate. You know, the great theologian Taylor Swift. Yeah. You know, you just got to shake it off. You got you got to shake off the haters because the haters are always going to be around. People do not want to see you succeed. Mm-hmm. I know that that's a terrible thing to say, but it's the reality of life. Like people are about themselves. Very very few times do you find people that want to see you do better. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one reason why 
people love the church because like, man, I want to, I, I think I, I say this to my connect group every, every semester that we're starting. I say the reason I do a men's business leader connect group is because I want to see you do better and go higher and go farther than you currently are. I want to see you dominate your industry where you're the very best mm-hmm. so that you have influence. Yep. And then what you can do is you can help the next guy get better than you. That's the goal. Yeah. And I, I really, I think people just need this awareness and this perspective shift because I don't even think we realize it when we're listening to people that are, you know, on the ground yeah. rather than on the ladder. And because they're the loudest and they're constantly calling and they're, you know, whatever. But sometimes if we can just have that awareness shift of like, hey, who am I pursuing that's a little bit further along that's going to call me up instead of try to pull me down? Yeah. You know, I think it's a, is a really, really big deal. Yeah. You know, one of the things that you also talked about was, was limits. You know, <laughs> we, we can't do everything. Yep. And I do, I do think there is a temptation at times, especially when we look at people that maybe are where we want to be or, you know, successful in, you know, what God has called them to, to try to, be like them, do like them, act like them, you know, whatever. And, and I think there's this disparity between what has God called me to do and what is God asking me to do and living within that space rather than thinking, well, if they're doing it, I have to do all of these things in order to be successful. Yeah. Well, I, I, a great example of that is, is this past week, I, I got to hang out with two guys that are big mentors. They I've learned a lot from them. One of them is John Maxwell. Mm -hmm. The other one is a pastor named Chris Hodges. Yeah. Uh, might have the largest church in America, mm-hmm. you know, 23 physical locations, 21 prison locations, 80 to 100,000 people a, a week in physical services, plus everybody online. I mean, yeah, it's I mean, just un- incredible, incredible. And, and, and Chris is probably, he might be the foremost leader in the church world. Yeah, uh, yeah. him and Craig Rochelle are probably, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, the, very the, different leaders, very but, diff- but, 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 Incredible, incredible at what they their lane. each do. Yeah, I yeah. mean, uh, Craig is is inventive and if ingenious. you need a great leadership podcast, the Craig Groeschel leadership podcast yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah, and then then Chris is cerebral. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just he just a thinker. He's a thinker. He's a thinker. Man, he's, he's a system. Highly successful. Incredible. And so you know, I'm sitting at dinner with Chris, and we're talking, and and I'm asking him, Hey, what's your passion right mm-hmm. now? You know, because he's achieved so much. I want to. Yeah. And he's, and he's talking about a college, you know, mm-hmm. they have a college called Highlands College. We have some students going there mm-hmm. this year. It's, I'm excited for them because it's going to be a great yeah. experience. And, and it would be really easy to go, oh man, I should, I yes. should do a college because Chris is doing a college, but that's not what God's called that's me to. That's what success is. That's what success yeah. is. You have a college. No, no, no. Success for me is not it's the same different. as success for him. Yeah. Success for me is, is how do I make it hard for people in South Florida yeah. to to make it hard for them to go to hell yeah. by making it easy for them to go to church so they can experience, know, and follow Jesus. Yeah. That does not include a college at all. Now it might include some schools because I want to I want to impact the next generation, mm-hmm. uh, which we have, and we're going to continue to mm-hmm. to grow those things. But but I've got to realize what is my lane, and so like what what may be good or great for him would be terrible for me. Yeah, and so I've got to realize not only that I'm poorly educated. I'm the least <laughs> educated Stop. guy 
on our team. I mean, we have guys with master's degree. Like we have super intelligent mm-hmm. people. I'm, I'm the dumbest person here, which I'm proud of. <laughs> I'm proud of that God you're, God you're, can take the least of these and and elevate them at different practical levels. experience and business experience <laughs> definitely makes you successful. So whether you're educated or not, you still have, yeah. you know. Well, I, I, you know, one of the things that you talked about in that, and we touched on it a little bit earlier in the podcast was about what was once a miracle has become mundane. Um, and you talked about people that have like what once started out in this real like excitement yeah. level of, oh, oh you, maybe the beginning of the year. Okay. This is my word. Like I'm passionate about it. I'm excited about it. And the more that you've gotten into it, it's become more difficult. The opposition is there, you know, the challenges you're facing. And then you talked about eventually what was once a miracle or once exciting has now become something that you're kind of wishing away or yeah. praying away, like God, take this away from me. And so one of the questions that I wanted to ask is just like, if somebody finds themselves in that space, you know, where, where once was a miracle or once was so vivid in what God was asking them to do, but now it's become something that is mundane. What are some ways that people can find that passion again? Uh, I, I always tell people this, you don't, you don't feel your way into actions. You act your way into feelings. And, And so what, and I'll use a, a relationship as mm-hmm. an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people will go, well, I just, I just don't, I don't feel, feel. like I'm in love with them right. anymore. Well, you're, you're never going to feel your way into loving actions. Like that's right. just not going to happen. Yeah. So what you have to do is you have to start acting in loving ways mm-hmm. and watch how the feelings will come. And so what I would say is you got to start doing the things that you were doing in the past and right. watch how the passion begins to come back. Um, and, and that's, and again, it's, we can't live by feelings. That is, that is the dilemma that so many people face. Well, Mm -hmm. when it doesn't feel good anymore, Mm -hmm. well, listen, it doesn't feel good at the gym when I'm working out and I'm sore. It doesn't feel good, but I love the result. Mm -hmm. So, so are you about results or are you about feelings? Yeah. And so if you're about feelings, you're never going to accomplish anything in life. I'm just going to, I'm just going to tell you that because the feeling is always going to fade when the hard work comes and the difficulty comes. And so you got to be about, I'm about results. That's why I'm big on progress. Look at the progress. Mm -hmm. Look at what you're doing. There's a, there's a, a, a thing that a lot of people in our church have done when it comes to health, it's called 75 hard, where you yeah. you take 75 days and and every day you take a picture of yourself. Mm-hmm. And part of it is, is you you do two workouts, you read mm-hmm. 10 pages, mm-hmm. you you drink, dr- you drink a gallon of water and do these things. And, and the point of it is, is that look at the progress. It isn't like you're gonna radically change in 75 days, but as you look back at the pictures, all of a sudden you begin to see the progress. As you look back at the books you've read, Mm -hmm. you begin to see the progress in your life. As you look back at how you were eating and how you eat now, you begin to see the progress in your life. Mm -hmm. Now that you've achieved perfection or or achieved what you were looking for Mm -hmm. wholly in life, but you're seeing the progress that you're making and it's motivation to continue to move forward. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think too many of us, are giving into that feeling or that emotion, you know, and it's, it's robbing us of the purpose, the potential, the operating in in the gifts, the opportunities that God has for us, because I think there's so many opportunities that pass by just simply because we're looking at our feelings rather than going, okay, God, how, how can you use me today or in this moment or, you know, 
moving forward. And, and, and can I just say my greatest fear, uh, it's a quote that I live by, um, by an old revivalist named Leonard Ravenhill. If you've been at Coastal for any length of time, I've quoted it so a many times. times. The opportunity of a lifetime must be seized within a lifetime, the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like that means that there is, there, there's a, there's a time frame mm-hmm. that you can maximize mm-hmm. that moment with. Mm-hmm. And if you miss that timing, yeah, then you miss the moment. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want to live life with regret. Mm-hmm. That's, you want to know what my biggest fear is, is that I, I regret at the end of my life. Yeah. And, and I just can't imagine missing those moments mm-hmm. because I didn't feel it at the moment. Yeah. And man, throw your f- feelings in the trash. Mm-hmm. I, I know that that sounds harsh, but it's, it's just the, I mean, if we, if we stop living so much by how I feel, do you know how much better our life gets? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not easy. No, no. What I'm saying feelings, is not like your feelings are just, they over they take over our mind, our body, you know, it just feels like they try to control everything, but it's it goes back to what you feed yeah. grows. And if you begin to feed the other things in your life, you begin to build discipline. And, you, you and, know. and 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 I can say this honestly, I come from a family background that suffers from depression. Mm-hmm. Like I've had seasons where like I'm I'm fighting depression. Yeah. So like I understand the overwhelming feelings Absolutely. in life. But I've just learned that those feelings are not going to be final for me. Well, like they're again, not, they're not, take... they're not the number one mm-hmm. dictator of my life. Yep. Yep. And it's, it's difficult. It is. But... It is. But you, you learn, you learn to take captive every mm-hmm. thought and you make it obedient to Christ. And it, and I think it, it, get, it circles back to, there's somewhat of like having some people in our life too that can challenge us in those spaces Mm -hmm. and to pull us out of those things when we're in our feelings and safe places to have conversations and go, Oh no, you're, you're stuck right there. Yeah. You know? And I think that's the value of connect groups too. In we, I mean, we just launched another semester of connect groups. And if you haven't signed up for a connect group, get, get in a group where you can surround yourself with other people. Is it hard? Yes. Are your feelings going to be like, Oh my gosh, I have to connect with people. I don't know. Yes. But the value of doing it yeah. makes and it's, such a big and, difference. And we're not saying you're going to be best friends with everybody, no. but you might you might find one person or two yeah. people that that end up being. Or if it doesn't work out this time and you don't connect in a time. certain way, do it, you know, do it again. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I think that's what people, sometimes we tried it once and it didn't quite work out how we thought it would. And so we're just not doing it again. And that that's a problem. Yeah. You know, so... All right. Are there any like tools, resources, anything that you would want to share with people just based on this kind of topic alone? I know, you know, there's a book when we, when we talk about purpose, calling, you know, any of those things, Rick Warren wrote a book called, you know, the purpose driven life. Yeah. And I think it's like a classic that people could always go back to. Cause I think it's so hard when we talk about calling, purpose, all of those things for people to kind of decipher, well, what is that to me? I, I always I always go back to a book that I read right as we were planning the church. It's called In a Pit with a Line on a Snowy Day. Yeah. It's a long title. Uh, it's a great book, though. It's easy a great, read. Great book, easy read by by Mark Batterson. Uh, I would encourage some people to read that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. 
Well, we got a couple more weeks of some standalone messages, which I'm kind of excited about. It's kind of fun, you know, just to see what God put on the heart for that week. Yeah. So excited for this weekend, Father's Day weekend. Yeah. And then a couple more weeks after that, and then we'll dive into a brand new series in, you know, sometime in August. July. July. Oh my gosh, I'm trying to go faster. Yeah, you're trying to make that year (laughs) disappear. (laughs) Got too much to do. (laughs) Yeah, anyways. Well, hopefully you guys have an amazing week and we'll see you guys back here next week.